Welcome to Women Beyond Borders, the podcast that empowers you to explore the world fearlessly. Together, we will dive into a transformative journey with fascinating stories and travel tips from inspiring women who have journeyed to the far corners of the earth. Join me, Angelica, as we unravel the secrets of solo exploration and uncover hidden gems. Hi, love, and welcome back to Women Beyond Borders. You are probably here because you love traveling or you are really curious about traveling and cannot wait to jump into your own journey and explore the world. Before I go into today's bit controversial topic, I want to tell you that we also have an Instagram community. It is at womenbeyondborders underscore and you are very welcome to join our community. We have interesting conversations there and a lot of helpful content, so you are very welcome to follow us on Instagram. But today... I want to shed some light onto a topic that I feel like people don't talk about a lot and it might be a bit controversial because this podcast is here to inspire and empower women to explore the world and today's topic is not necessarily doing that but I feel like it's such an important thing to talk about because it is part of traveling. And I want to be completely honest with you. And in order to be completely honest with you, I also need to talk about the negatives or the more difficult things that come up when you decide to go outside of your comfort zone and travel. So today... We are talking about things that no one tells you about solo traveling. And please don't get me wrong, I definitely do not want to de-influence you. Because my goal here still is to help you to live your best life and experience the world. But I feel like I also need to tell you the truth so that once you have all of the courage to go on your first solo trip or maybe it's second, fourth, whatever, then you know what to expect and maybe I can also normalize some of these things because these aspects that I'm going to discuss today, these things that no one tells you about solo traveling, these are the things I didn't know before going on my first ever solo journey and when I experienced these, then I was, I was even a bit shocked because my idea of traveling was that it's always rainbows and it's always sun and it's always enjoying life to the fullest and doing all of these crazy things like jumping off cliffs and swimming in the bluest water you've ever seen but there's also a different part to traveling and it might not be super positive the things that I'm going to talk about here today but you need to know this I just want to be super transparent and these are the things I wish I knew before going on my first ever solo trip so I'm not going to waste any more time let's just get into these things 
that no one talks about solo traveling so that I can talk about them and you can be aware of them. And the first thing I've written down here on my list is loneliness. But not loneliness in a way that you would figure out I would talk about this. By loneliness, I mean not being able to truly share your experiences with people back home, your your loved ones. Now, you might be a bit confused. What is Angelica talking about? Let me explain. A few years ago, I did something that has been on my bucket list forever. And this thing is called Camino de Santiago. Now, if you've never heard of this thing, then let me tell you a bit more about this. Camino de Santiago is a pilgrimage. It's a pilgrimage in Europe that has an endpoint in a city in Spain called Santiago de Compostela. It is a really, really popular pilgrimage. A lot of people walk this trail and there's actually, it's not just one trail. So the endpoint is a city called Santiago de Compostela, but you can take so many different routes. You can start in France, you can start in Portugal, you can start in Spain, whatever you choose. And so people go on this pilgrimage with different goals in mind. Um, Some people do it for religious reasons, some people do it because they're grieving, some people just want to make sense of themselves, whatever the reason is, there's just a lot of people with so many different stories. My story with Camino is that I read about it when I was a teenager, probably, and I was so inspired by the idea that something like this even exists and you can do it. And so it kind of clicked in my head, but I... I don't think I never fully realized that I will do it at some point or I perhaps I didn't believe in myself enough because it seemed like a really tough challenge physically to walk maybe 200, 300, 400, maybe even 700 kilometers. It means weeks, if not month or months of walking. So... I wasn't even sure at that point if I would do it at some point, but when I quit my job and I had all of this time to travel, I decided to finally do it. And while I was walking the Camino, I experienced so many different things, my highest highs and lowest lows. I met so many incredible people, experienced the most pure kindness I've ever experienced in my life. And I had so many wonderful people around me who were also on this journey and we could share this experience together and talk about it. However, what I noticed is that people back home couldn't fully understand my experience and I couldn't fully share my experiences with them of course I could tell them all about it and share all of the details and and tell them everything that I've experienced but it's not the same because the person who hasn't experienced the same they cannot fully comprehend this experience 
and they will never understand 100% what you're going through. And I feel like it also applies to any other travel experience. If you are somewhere in Guatemala hiking a volcano, people who have never done this, they will never fully understand what you experienced. And it is heartbreaking because you, you're full of energy and you just want to tell everyone about it, but they, they just cannot understand it. And I feel like this loneliness can really deeply hurt because maybe you're so used to sharing these different experiences with your friends, with your family, but then suddenly you're out in the world by yourself and no one can really understand you or understand what you're going through. So loneliness definitely is a big one and I, I just want you to know that this is something that you will most likely experience, maybe in that form, maybe in some other form, but loneliness is definitely part of solo travel and Look, you can be surrounded by so many people, maybe from your hostel, from your travel experiences, group trips, whatever, but you will feel lonely at times. And it is important that you are aware that this feeling might come and that you know how to support yourself in the times of loneliness. Now, the second thing is a bit more lighthearted, let's say so. And I think that many people who have been solo traveling can relate to this really, really hard. And that is constantly having the same conversation all over again. Ah, where do I even start? Look, imagine this. You're traveling. You finally packed your bags. You're somewhere in the world. You're staying in hostels, meeting all of these wonderful people, but all of these people are strangers, and so you know nothing about each other. So naturally, you will have the same conversations all over again, all day, every day. Hi, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you from? How long have you been here? Etc., etc., And if you haven't experienced this, then it might feel like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, this isn't a big deal. But trust me, you, if you are solo traveling and you're doing this on an extended period of time, let's say month or even months or, I don't know, years, this gets really tiring because, look, You are surrounded by people, by new people, all day, every day. And even though you want to form these friendships and connections with these people, you you just get tired because there can be all of these surface-level conversations before you go deep. And it gets tiring also to be around people who know you for I don't know maximum three days because they they don't know you for a long time 
So naturally, of course, you have to go through these conversations to learn about each other. And I remember a time during my backpacking trip when I was so fed up with the same questions. And I don't know, I I don't even remember what I did at this point. Maybe I just isolated myself for a bit to like just be with myself and ignore kind of these conversations and I don't know if this is the best way to approach this uh, situation let's just call it that but yeah this will definitely come up and I think actually I met someone who told me that at times when they get tired of these conversations what they will do is that they will come up with random ass stories about themselves and I'm not a good liar, so I'm not sure if I could do it, but I kind of like the idea of it. Like, you can become literally anyone and tell them fully made-up stories, which, I mean, it can backfire once you get to know them and maybe you form a really great connection and then at some point you would need to tell them, like, actually, you know what, the story is that actually everything I told you, it's not true. So let's start all over again. So bear in mind, you most likely will experience this. And it's totally okay. And it's okay to feel tired of these conversations. And that's it. It's totally fine. And now the third one. This one I really relate to. Why? Because I think I created this false idea in my head about traveling. Um, This relates to something that I told you in the beginning, that oftentimes we have this romanticized idea of travel, that it's all sunshine and rainbows. And I'm here to break the news. It's not. So the thing that I want to tell you here is that there will be bad days. There will be days where you feel like you just want to rot in your bed the whole day. There will be days when you don't want to talk to anyone. There will be days when you just want to be on your own and not do anything. And why I feel like it's a big one also because of what we see in social media. Social media obviously shows you the best parts of the travel. And don't get me wrong, I would say that the majority of traveling is positive and it is the sunshine and rainbows. But there will be bad days. And the earlier you understand that there is this aspect of travel as well, the easier it gets. During my past travels, I I think when I had bad days, I felt guilty. I felt guilty because I'm out here traveling. I should be experiencing life and everything that this country location has to offer but I'm feeling shit and I'm stuck in my room and I don't want to do anything. So at times I would even push myself 
outside and do some things because this feeling of guilt was so strong. And I think over the time I realized that this is not the approach I want to have and this is not something that I want to do because whenever you have a bad day at home, what we usually or what we ideally do is that we take care of ourselves, we maybe cancel our plans, we stay in, we order our favorite food or do yoga, meditate, whatever it is that works for you. And it shouldn't be any different when you're traveling because you're still living your life. Sure, you're abroad and maybe if you're backpacking, maybe you are there in that specific location for a short period of time. That could be. But you should always be prioritizing yourself and it's absolutely normal to have bad days, to feel bad, um, to be sick, whatever the case is. You just need to take the time off. Maybe you've been traveling too fast and now your body is forcing you to stop and relax and do nothing. And so this is a reminder to you that there will be days that suck even when you're in the most beautiful destination, most beautiful country you've ever visited in your life. And it's totally fine that you're not feeling it. And just take the time off, relax, and don't do anything. And everything will pass. Now we've come to the last aspect that no one tells you about solo traveling. And honestly, I don't want to talk about it, but I want to be transparent with you. And I want you to know that this might happen. It might not happen to you, but I have experienced this and many of my other travel friends they have unfortunately experienced this and I feel like it's kind of inevitable and that is losing friends from home. I know, I know this is really heartbreaking and people just don't want to think about it and I totally get it. We want to avoid this topic and Honestly, or I don't know, maybe you don't even need to think about it before going on your solo trip because it might not happen. But I think it's good if you know that this could happen. So before going on my six-month backpacking trip in Europe, I had quite a few friend groups back home and... These were people I was really close with for many, many years. And so they were a big part of my life. And we shared so many different memories together. And we had experienced so many things together. And I honestly never, ever, ever even thought that this could become my reality that I would lose these people from my life. 
But unfortunately, this can happen. And there are several reasons why. One is that you're just living different lives. When you're traveling, you are experiencing new things every day. But people back home are most likely still living their normal day-to-day life. Going to work, uh, going to the gym, etc. And so maybe before you had things in common. Maybe you worked together. Maybe you, I don't know, met up every now and then. But now it's not the case. So keeping up that friendship becomes different when one is abroad. It requires constant communication. It requires much more work, scheduling calls. Maybe there's a time difference, etc. And it can be hard, truly, for both people, the one who's traveling, but also the one who's back home. Because your friendship kind of shifts into another form now. Before, maybe you were spontaneous back home and you could just call each other on a random day and say like, hey, do you want to grab a coffee today? And that's it. This is is the only effort that it required, kind of a small spontaneous call. But now it's different. Now it requires much more work. So naturally, friendships can fade away. And I think that when I noticed that some of my friendships were fading away, I try to, I try, I still try to work on them and kind of force things to work, but it's not how it works. Friendship is also a two-way street, so it requires effort from both people and if only one is putting in the effort and the energy then it's simply not going to work so at some point I was just forced to let go of some people and let go of some friendships and it doesn't mean that we had a huge fight and now we're not talking no when I'm back home maybe we catch up every now and then but something has shifted for sure with these friends and and it's not always bad and something that I've thought about is that some friendships were even meant to fade away maybe it sounds bad but hear me out um, there are so many friendships in our lives and maybe even relationships that are geographic so to say and what I mean by that is In some period of life, maybe you and this person were geographically in the same place. Maybe it's school, maybe it's university, maybe it's work, maybe it's whatever it is, but you were just geographically in the same place. So it was easy to maintain a friendship. But now when the geography has shifted, so to say, then it becomes something different. So it requires different kind of effort from both sides. And so it's interesting for me to also think this way that, you know what, some people who I thought were my friends or not who I thought were my friends, but 
who were my friends in some specific period of my life. We were friends most likely because we were just in the same place. Maybe we didn't align on a deeper level and that's why when our reality changes and our locations change, then it's not working. Simple as it is. And I know this is devastating to lose people from your life. Um, But this is the case sometimes. And it is okay. It is okay to lose people. And this is life also. You will lose some people, but then you will also meet some new wonderful people who will become your closest friends. But I wanted to kind of share this perspective and my story also on losing friends so that you know that this can be something that you will potentially experience when you go on your solo trip. You're still here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that this episode didn't work as de-influencing solo travel because definitely this was not my idea. My idea was to share transparently the things that are maybe not oftentimes talked about. Uh, But these are important things and these are things that a lot of solo travelers experience. And if you are aware of these things, then perhaps it's easier to navigate these situations once they arise. But huge thank you for tuning in again and listening to this episode. I am really grateful if you share your feedback with us on Instagram at womenbeyondborders underscore. And if you have any questions or any specific requests for podcast episodes or want to share some ideas, your thoughts, then please feel free to send us a DM. This means the world for us. And see you in the next episode. Bye!